There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. This is podcasting. You are listening to a podcast. Do not be alarmed. It doesn't get more podcasty than this. Hello and welcome to The Dream Factory, the world's greatest user-generated movie creation podcast. The rules are simple. We can discuss as many ideas as we like, but only one can be taken to the next stage, where it'll be the basis of a challenge on the next series of The Apprentice. I'm Joel, a man who puts the ape in paper, and across from me is John Harris, a man who once auditioned for The Apprentice, but didn't make it past the first round of auditioning, in which he had to sell water to several people who'd been stranded in the desert for six days. Nah, you don't want this one, honestly. It's too expensive. <laughs> yeah, I oh, don't have this. No. Nah. Don't have this. There'll be probably another drink along in a bit. Yeah. Don't, I, I'm sorry to bother you. Sorry about you. No, is it help? <laughs> you don't want to do you? That's why this one, this one. You're this fired. One. Film pitches? That's what, is that what we're here for? Is that what we're here for? This one comes from James, and I think James is uh, kind of a bit, bit biased in this one. James and the Giant Princess Peach. Okay, good, good. We've both been playing Mario it's, a lot. Guys, if you're not playing Mario, then whatever you're doing is not as good. <laughs> Isn't that fair? Joel's review of Mario is is better than anything. If you were to say, Joel, you can spend an hour doing anything in the world, yeah. I'd be like, teleport me home. I want to load up Mario. <laughs> it's so good. What if the other option was that you could actually be in the universe that Mario is in? No, I worry because I'm quite tall, so I'd be Waluigi. <laughs> I don't want that. It wants to be Waluigi. Uh... I saw someone the other day saying that their go-to Mario Kart character is Waluigi. Would you trust someone? If you invited someone into your home, like into the sanctity of your own home, just to hang out, you know, have some dinner, play, have some beers, play Mario Kart, and then they picked Waluigi as their go-to I character. would say if you picked any of the bad characters, like, sorry, it's baddest like, and villainous, not bad. fundamentally in... wrong with them. Yeah. Yeah. And they're not good to players either. No, I know. Wario's knees are up by his ears. <laughs> it's embarrassing for him. So in answer to your question, no, I wouldn't be in the Mario universe because I'm tall. I'd be cast as one of the tall characters. There's only one tall character and he is a pervert. So in James and the Giant Peach by Roald Dahl, mm-hmm. he goes into a hollowed out massive peach and talks to... Yeah, but we're not going to go into a massive hollowed out princess peach. It's going to be a toad, isn't it? It's going to be like a mushroom, sorry. Uh, yeah. It's going to be a giant mushroom hollowed out. Um, Bowser's built it, uh, it and he's like, it, it looks like sort of a some sort of fun place to go. Peach goes in, gets kidnapped. Would you believe it? 
Or James goes into the toad because it's called James and the Giant Princess Peach, but what it actually turns out is J- James's miniature. So to him, he goes into a toad, yeah, does yeah, all the adventures, yeah, yeah. but also Peach would be, relatively speaking, giant. Yeah. There we go. Clever. That's it. It works. A lovely childhood story from the greatest author around, James and the Giant Princess Peach. Have you got one? Actually, John, I'm going to scare you off the bat here. I'm going to give you something difficult to do from the off, right? This one, it seems on the surface just a simple pun. Yeah. But there's actually more to this request from Martin, right? Okay. So the film is John in 60 seconds. <laughs> oh. But what Martin wants to hear... Yeah. And we'll start a timer, all right? We're going to start a timer. Um, you what, didn't start the timer. What Martin wants to hear, John, yeah. is your life story in 60 seconds, starting now. In West Philadelphia, born and raised. Now, uh, this is going to be the worst 60 seconds in podcasting history. Improvise, mate. Fictionalise it. Yeah, so um, I, th- I guess the first thing I remember was... Uh, 15 seconds in, not a single memory sound yet. So. of my brother. Me? Yeah. The f- I remember the first time I met Joel. Important. Got to the good bit already. Nice. <laughs> Cut to the chase. We were in a uh, an SU. That's what they called a student union. And Joel uh, was observing that the uh, packaging that the food came in sounded like it was rude. I can't remember what it was, but it, it sounded like the F word, I believe. Uh, and that's that's pretty much the highlight of my life up until this point. And Joel's purposely not talking. It's really putting me on edge. I don't know if you know, but this isn't really my idea of a good time. So, uh, yeah, and then we got, we came to the studio this evening uh, we've got uh, some delicious... Time's up, mate. So what just happened there, right, is for 30 seconds you floundered. I knew yeah. you would. I knew yeah. you would. And then you then you kicked in with some sort of great SU story. Everyone was captivated. They thought, this is it. This is the origin of Joel and John. I can't wait to hear more. <laughs> you described something about packaging that no one can remember, not even me. Remember? No, oh. I don't remember that. The first time you met me, I was talking about packaging. Yeah, so... John, nice to meet you. What do you think of this? Yeah, and we're in an SU... Uh, and Joe was like the cafe here and it was like a fake Starbucks but it was a Starbucks it was really odd um, oh, I think I do remember like, that Yeah, it was like a German word but it looked like fucks zitter or something yeah, weird yeah that was great yeah. that was great yeah no wonder you powered up with me <laughs> but you this thought- guy's my chum <laughs> he's my ticket out of here yeah Good, and then you just sort of moved on to being here so really the story of your life was meeting in the SU being here tonight it's good to know mate it's good to know yeah I was. Uh, we we're going to get to some really good stuff. Like I've bought a smoothie to drink after this recording. Nice, so nice. Yeah. So si- well, st- stick around for the sequel. <laughs> stick around for the sequel. Thank you, Martin. Thank you, Martin, for making John incredibly uncomfortable. Is there a sequel to Gone in sixty seconds? No, there will be now. Yeah, John in sixty se- seconds. More John. More jurious. <laughs> <laughs> I go on jury duty. Eh, oh. Well, <laughs> see you next week. Give me another one, John. What about this one? The Alien film franchise. I don't know how many they're in. We've had like Prometheus, which was kind of... We've had... And I don't know if you've noticed, but there's kind of like this like spiritual, religious allegory kind of running through them all. Mm -hmm. There's like this mother-daughter relationship stuff. Why don't we just move out all the allegory stuff? Good. And get it for real. This suggestion is from Gemma at Alien Convent. Because the most recent one's Covenant. Nice, I like it. So, I, I also I just like the idea of nuns with guns, which is also a film idea for next week. So, if nuns with guns isn't already a film, then I'll be really upset. 
Whoopi Goldberg's back, mate. I'm <laughs> delighted. I'm immediately delighted. Her film career cut short. So they bring back Whoopi Goldberg. So it's a sequel to Sister Alien Act 2. and Sister Act Yeah, it's 2. a combined sequel. Has this ever been done before? Like, two franchises combined for their own sequel. Because what's happened is that neither studio can drum up the funding. But what they can drum up is exactly 50% of the funding. <laughs> this is actually the film. The film is the making of this Make, film. Uh, so it's Whichever Alien We Are and Sister Act 3. Yeah. Back back in the habit. <laughs> back back in the habit. Yeah. No, brackets, nuns with guns. Nuns with, yeah, brackets, nuns with guns to kill the aliens. <laughs> Whoopi Goldberg leading the charge. Okay, I like it. <laughs> and also, I haven't really got much, uh, to be honest with you, Gemma, but I do have the idea that at some point we have a bit where a nun goes to confession, obviously, and we yep. know what's on the other side. Mm-hmm. That's fun. What's on the other side? <laughs> you don't want to spoil it. No, don't spoil it. Don't spoil it. <laughs> don't spoil it. I'll, I'll see it. I'll see yeah. it. I'd hate it if I sat there knowing. Um, that's good, mate. That's good. Yeah. What other, what other lines could Whoopi say? Let's take this to church. In space, no one can hear you pray. (laughs) Wait, wait a second. We haven't got... No, 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 no. Wait, are they astronaut nuns? (laughs) Yeah, of course they are. I thought the aliens had come to Earth. No, International Space Station, yep. Next up, International Supermarket. Third, International Nunnery. (laughs) Nuns, the first nuns in space. (laughs) You know, because you've got like the first... You've got the first like dog, Dog, monkey, man, woman... None. None. <laughs> NASA just and there's got to be a great NASA training nuns montage it'd be great and imagine a nun with a astronaut's helmet on but also in the full nun garb underneath two costumes the costume department are going to be loving it they're raking it in no wonder they can't fund this film <laughs> the costume it's department. all costumes <laughs> alright fine I like it what was the next idea you've got John uh, this is from Josie now I don't actually have too much knowledge on the on the film this is based on but I think I know enough so Hannibal Run is what she suggested. <laughs> now I, all I know about the Cannonball Run, yeah, is it's race. like wacky races as a film. Yeah, like it's all about a lot of different teams teaming up. So I reckon this is your big serial killers in a, <laughs> oh, in a race absolute to freedom, wackiness, uh, just sheer wackiness, but also really fucking gory at the same time. So what big killers have we got? We got Hannibal. Yep. Are, they, are we talking like horror film guys? So we got you know your cast your mind back to Mike like, Munzer. Yeah. Mike on the C- Halloween episode, no, episode Jason eleven. Jason Voorhees, yeah, Jason Voorhees, Mike Myers, Mike Myers, other Mike Myers, both Mike Myers are there. <laughs> They're in, you know, like in Wacky Races. There's like they have the cars of the two sides and one. Yes, for slapstick comedy. Yep, two Mike Myers in one car. Oh, it's too good. Just imagine Austin Powers in the sidecar of that. Imagine the character posters with all these killers. So good. It's so cars. good. This is the next ensemble movie that needs to happen. <laughs> and who gets them all together? Who's it's Nick Fury. Nick Fury. <laughs> he gets them all together. So in Cannibal Run, I don't really care about why they, they need to be in the place they need to be. What would cause Nick Fury to need a bunch of serial killers to race somewhere? He he he's getting them they're racing to what, towards what they think is a ticket out of whichever prison they're in. There's a maximum uh, security prison um for the baddest guys in in fiction, right? Yeah. There is like a lottery system every year where they can win um, a ticket out of there. Yeah. And it's like publicly, it's televised. Yeah. Somehow Nick Fury's got the job, you know? <laughs> he quit Marvel and just started organising these sort of death races. <laughs> he like, it was like his CV is just like, yeah, good at getting people together. Exactly. Good yeah, at yeah, rounding yeah. up. Just good at getting the band together. <laughs> and they were like, 
Nick, we need someone to get the band together. He's like, You've seen my CV. Yeah, we have, Nick. It's one line long. <laughs> but, you know, it's actually all we need. Um, and so he gets all of these prisoners lined up. Yeah. And he's like, whoever wins this race is gone. They're out of prison to go and do whatever the ever dastardly deeds they want to do. And it's wacky, but it's also really dangerous. It's, I guess you, like, you could call them some sort of a, a suicide squad. I guess is what you could. The tagline, it's wacky and it's dangerous, <laughs> sounds, is yeah, great. And and, yeah, it. <laughs> they're there. Are they? Spectators. Oh, right. Because they'd love it. They're not, I'm not saying they're evil enough. No. But you've also got that kind of scope as well. Yeah. I think this might be the most expensive film ever made. And the best, because those things directly correlate. Yeah, because they're trying to do a shared Monsters universe and they're kind of failing. Like, yeah, they don't know how to do it. And do you know why? They haven't picked no. up the phone to Joel. <laughs> Honestly, imagine that. They, they, they're like, we want to do a shared Monsters universe. Who should we call? Joel. Yeah. They bring me up. I'm like, yeah, actually. Have you thought about slapstick? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've watched a few of your movies. Didn't laugh much. <laughs> few, some feedback. Reams of paper just falling down. Two words. Hannibal Run. Boop, boop, boop. <laughs> You see, these characters were entering and leaving rooms, but none of them were falling over. <laughs> I mean, what were you thinking? Yeah, it was, it was all very scary. And the thing that they're going, they're chasing, is Hannibal, who has escaped from the prison. Nice. Yeah. Just to make it, because the, the title says Hannibal, right? So we need to make the focus yeah, on him good, somehow. Good. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash acast, and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash acast. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Should we, should we go for ours? Yeah, all right. We can do that. Uh, Joel, I don't know if you know, but a few years ago they made a film called Avatar. Yeah. And by... Uh, a series of coincidences it became the greatest biggest movie ever made what 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 is james cameron's trick i don't know what dossiers does that man have but it was weird because I, I i didn't like, love the film but i do remember being like everyone was like you have to see it in the cinema you have to see it and there's not many films where people go i know like film critics will say oh dunkirk you need to see it in the cinema but this was yeah. one that everyone was just going oh you need to see it in the yeah, cinema yeah. so i think that's why it became like the biggest grossing film ever yeah but i don't peer actually... pressure yeah <laughs> uh confession mate yeah i'm the only person on planet earth that hasn't seen avatar 
good. Is that good? Nah, it's fine. Uh, I'll I'll bring you up today. Basically, the point is, Joel, that we have four more Avatar films to be made. And they're all getting made, whether you For like sure, it or definitely. not. Avatar is two, three, we can do four, and five. Change.org. <laughs> so what we're going to do is a real-life documentary about us trying to shut down the production. Nice. No, I want us to, as quick as a fiddle, we're going to have to make the full plots for all four next Avatar oh, films. Predict God. what's going to happen. I'll get you up to date, Joel. Name some of the characters, the blue ones. They're called the Na'vi. Yeah, That's what are their the names? Spe- I don't know. Oh, do you how, want me to- how are we possibly going to do this? Um, so isn't it a bit the story of Pocahontas? Yeah, so the thing is it's Pocahontas. So I reckon the next four are just going to copy other Disney movies. Yeah. Avatar Cinderella. Yeah. Avatar and the, and the seven Avatars. Yeah. No, um... Whatever the main character's called and the seven navvies. Or, alternatively, I found this this app called wheeldecide.com, which is a great pun, because yeah. it's wheel like it's in wheel. Nice, nice. And I've, I've modified it to have different genres. Nice, okay, yeah, and good. so we'll spin. I'm glad, mate, because I was floundering there. Avatar 2 will be... It's taking quite a while to spin, apologies, guys, I, I won't f- spin. An animated film. We've already done that. Disney. Right, Avatar 3. Here we go. Here we go, team. Kitchen sink. Gritty kitchen sink. A documentary. Okay. That's right in Cameron's ballpark, though, right? Because basically he makes these films... Ah, oh, what if Cameron's completely lost the plot, right? And so, you okay. know, he made Titanic in order to fund a trip to the Titanic. What if he's making Avatar because he wants to fund a trip to this fictional planet? <laughs> and no one's... And he's too powerful to stop. Shit, we're here. This is great. He's too powerful to stop. And so he's like, he's making Avatar because he thinks these blue people exist. And when Sasha Baron Cohen dressed up as one at the Oscars, he thought he thought that was really a navvy coming to give him a sign. So actually, what we're do- what we're dealing with is a psychological thriller about a man who's on the brink and has decided that the- his own creations are real. Yes. Or did he always think it was real, and all he was trying to do is get the propaganda out there? Okay, nice. Yeah. Or maybe he, he, he knew that the navvy would have ne- inevitably come, and so he just wanted to prepare the public for what they look like and stuff, how to assimilate with them. I've got a final a final suggestion, Joel. Maybe James Cameron isn't crazy. And maybe the Navi visited him and were like, look, we're real. But people aren't ready for this shit. So you need to ease them into the idea of us existing with one film and then 10 years later, four more films. <laughs> That's what they said. Yeah. So what's the fourth film going to be? Uh, the fourth film, this is my favourite one. So just to get Joel in the loop slightly... There's some expensive stuff naturally found on this planet, right? We're talking like rubies. I, I think it's I, I think it's literally called unobtainium. <laughs> and so no, it's not. And so they're. Do you want me to check? Expensiveium. Yeah, hard to getium. <laughs> Unobtain. If it's called that, I'm honestly we've got no hope left. Unobtainium has to be from Futurama or Rick and Morty or something. The term was used in James Cameron's 2009 movie Avatar as a substance that was named in the film's dialogue. Unobtainium in the film, it was mined on the fictional moon Pandora. Right, how can we be expected to make parody nonsense films when stuff like that is happening in actual films? So, uh, film four will be a foreign language film. <laughs> it's entirely Navi. No, I think. Uh, so they managed to get rid of the American people mining the stuff and no. then a French crew come in <laughs> <laughs> and the whole film's in French. What's unobtainium in French? <laughs> what, like pa-obtainium. Pa, pa oh, that's better, if anything. Pa, pa, 
and um and it's cool. It's basically the same as the first film. Yeah. For the fourth film, because people but have there's forgotten. There's an accent on the A's in Avatar. There's an accent on the A's. It's in black and white, uh, and they smoke cigarettes. <laughs> nice. I'm actually preferring it. Although if it's black and white, the navvies being blue is kind of pointless. But we already know it by now. We're four <laughs> yeah, films in. Exactly. Everyone knows. Everyone knows. I uh, like that. I like that. All right. And then finally, film number five. So what, I can't even remember. We've had a Disney animated one. Yep, there was a documentary. There was a documentary. There was the French noir. And finally, we've got horror. What do you think? Horror avatar. Okay, so what's happening to them is already pretty horrific, right? Because they're being mined for unobtainium. Yeah. Surely they turn on their French oppressors. Reverse revolution. Guillotine them. (laughs) Yes! There you go. Lovely. And James Cameron, if any of those ideas or anything even close to those ideas appears in the next four Avatar films, you'll be seeing our lawyer and it's Joe. Yeah, and you'll just be seeing me. Cause <laughs> I don't know how what lawyers do. Normally people say you'll be hearing from our lawyers, but I'll, I'll just sort of come around and like you'll see me a bit. Nice to meet you, James. And I'll say, can you credit us? Can we come to that planet with you, James? Can I have a go on your submarine? I take the ideas, can we have your submarine for a weekend? If you had James, James Cameron's submarine for a weekend, what would you do? Uh, Loch Ness. Yeah, it's yeah. got uh, Loch Ness. It's got to be Loch Ness. If I had James Cameron, me, you, a multi pack of Iron Brew, and just all our down listeners, there, and every one of you guys, <laughs> just finding the Loch Ness once and for all. If you have got any time, listener, feel free to. Fo- I don't think James Cameron's on Twitter, but feel free to find his email and send him a nice email saying hi. I'm a listener to the Dream Factory podcast and we were just wondering if we could borrow one of your submarines for the weekend. <laughs> Please. Thank you. Uh, that was my idea. Ideas. I'm just saying you got four for the price of one, Joel. What yeah, I'm, have I, you brought? I'm going to struggle to top this. Do you remember in the early 2000s, the God comedies, Bruce Almighty and yeah. Evan Almighty? Saw both at the cinema. Loved yep. one. Won't tell you which. You can guess. <laughs> Easy. <laughs> Evan Almighty. Uh, great. It was great. Mate. It was You're great. contrarian. Um, so for a while we thought let's just make stories from the Bible really fun, right? Yeah. And they picked the two of the most fun stories, you know, Jesus and flooding and the big flood that killed everyone. Yeah, long. really good fun, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's get harrowing. Is is the slogan to this film, <laughs> where we go? I reckon we need to broaden this out, and we need to do. Look, no one's reading the Bible anymore. Do you read the Bible? I haven't for weeks. I haven't read it like today. Yeah. So I'm forgetting it. <laughs> How would I consume the Bible? Well, I'll tell you how I have consumed the Bible in the last 15 years. Bruce Almighty, Evan Almighty. True, yeah. Taught me things I didn't previously know about the Bible. Yeah. Like that Jesus made boobs big <laughs> and like changed auto cues. Like, he was all powerful. It was amazing. Amazing. Imagine the auto cues in Jerusalem just going all off kilter. <laughs> Brilliant. Really good stuff. And that I didn't know that Noah was like a, a real estate agent. Did you? So it's mad, really. That he built a boat, aware that all of his real estate was going to be knocked down. But he must have also known the value of that boat would rocket when it was the only available property on Earth. <laughs> clever. Supply and demand. Supply and demand. Very clever. So I reckon we pick another one of the biblical stories. Yeah. And give it the broad mid-2000s comedy treatment. What are you thinking? Seth Rogen, James Franco, <laughs> yeah. Cain and Abel. Okay. Right. So they're in New York. Yeah. They have... <laughs> I don't know the Cain and Abel story off the top of my head so Cain and Abel are two brothers yeah they have to, they both make a sacrifice to God of some of their produce okay God prefers Abel's sacrifice yeah Classic. Cain murders Abel 
Just pure jealousy. So I assume Franco is Kane. Why? Wait, who's... Franco and Rogan. You're saying Franco's got more star power than Rogan. That is a big call, mate. Do you not think? It's tough, it's tough. Not in the broad 2000s comedy genre. All I'm saying is, is if, I was, if I was a deity being offered things, I think I'd pick Franco's offering. Okay, so essentially, God, Morgan Freeman... Isn't too happy about this. Like, that's not kind of the idea of making a sacrifice to God, right? Yeah, sacrifice your lambs. Yeah. But don't sacrifice each other. Your brothers. Yeah. So God kind of... So what God does is he doesn't kill Cain. It's not his style. No. He just submits him to a life of wandering. Wait, what? So he just has to wander the earth. Franco... No, sorry. Rogan just has to walk around. Yeah. <laughs> Add hilarity of the family-friendly variety from the mid-noughties ensues. Yeah, exactly right. Because what God does is he puts a mark on Cain so no one can kill him so his punishment is he walks forever he can never die so he has to live with the fact of what he did to his brother forever and <laughs> it's, yeah, yeah. it's just a classic setup for comedy just funny stuff so, so in some eyes Cain is seen as like the originator for all that is greedy and evil and stuff in the okay, world yeah, yeah. so Cain is sent out of New York by God to wander aimlessly yeah. he wanders to the Nevada desert and he creates Las Vegas <laughs> So the timelines are weird. To the hangover. The timelines are weird. It's a prequel to the hangover, yeah. I didn't know that. Which is based on another that's based on the prodigal sound, but we'll get to that another yeah. time. <laughs> oh, uh, great. I'll be honest, I've bluffed a lot of my Cain and Abel knowledge there. But tune in next time when we make the story about Samson's hair oh, a mid noughties comedy. What about the burning bush? Disgusting, mate. <laughs> you know where Rogan would take that, don't you? Oh I I don't want to think about it. It would be a classic Rogan Josh. Which <laughs> Is that going to be the last thing, that, the the lasting memory of this episode? Yeah. <laughs> That's about all we've got time for, John. Thank you very much, as ever. Uh, no worries, mate. Your company's been tolerable. Tolerable? Yeah, at best. Anyway, the reason we know we need to wrap up is because there is a rap at the studio door. And who is it, John? Oh, it's James Cameron and 18 men in suits. Oh. And a submarine! Yay! Yay! <laughs> Thank you, James! <laughs> I don't like we've we've been through this before. Like, we've been through a lot, mate. <laughs> the Rock is our spirit animal. However, yep. Asterix, we haven't seen any Fast and Furious films. Yeah, yeah. But all I know is there's some beef brewing between a man called Tyrese right. and The Rock. Who's Tyrese? He's a guy who's in the other Fast and Furious films. Hang on, how's he big enough to be one named? <laughs> I don't know, but there's a beef brewing between. Or is he Tyrese, like Reese's Pieces? Like How are you tie, spelling like, tie in this scenario? Like Ty dollar sign. Yeah. Yeah. Tyrese. Tyrese. <laughs> He's part of that crew. He's part of Ty Oh, part of the Ty crew. <laughs> cool, 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 cool. You know, like this ASAP mob where they're all ASAP. Yeah, yeah. It's the Ty crew. Tyrak. He kind of left the game early, set up his own shops. But he was good. He was like the... He really... He was kind of the... Um, <laughs> the visionary uh, Ty rapper. Um, T.I. took it a weird way. They actually kicked him out. Because he, he wouldn't pronounce it properly. And obviously Thailand. <laughs> he was pretty good as well. Um, um, just the big Thai crew. I, I not really <laughs> talked about that much, which is a shame. Like In terms of your hip-hop collectives... I think they were more fundamentally important to hip-hop than like Wu-Tang Clan, but people don't really think about... People only Thai really crew. think about... Mostly think about the ties and the, and the bow ties and stuff, don't they? <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's a shame. I mean, they're great ties. They're like exceptionally good ties. Some of the patterns in that shop are, ne- are just... 
great. They're really good stuff. And the value as well. And what's great about them is they're just at train stations, which is where I always need a tie. <laughs> I don't know about you, but I'm like, oh, I need a, I'm at Waterloo. I need a tie. Don't worry. Tie Rack, one of his many franchises, <laughs> is right here. Well, some bow tie. Bow tie was the one he'd kind of sung on the chorus. He was the little kid. <laughs> yeah, 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 he was the little, little kid. Bow tie. Little bow tie. You remember little bow tie? <laughs> Come on. You remember little bow tie? Anyway, so... <laughs> So as you're saying, founding member of a uh, Thai crew, Tyrese, yeah. yeah, as uh, as threatened that if does the Rock know who he's dealing with here? <laughs> if he says it's he says for the next Fast Furious film, it's either him or it's the Rock. <laughs> imagine, imagine being that. That's like, like big, someone on the big. catering staff saying that. <laughs> if you bring back the Rock, you're gonna have to find someone else to make your sandwiches because yeah. I am out. Look. I could drive this car. It's either me or Lewis Hamilton. <laughs> Which one are you going to pick? Pick wisely, mate, because you're going to lose one of us. Yeah. Oh, I love it. The ball's on him. The apps of the shit. Who is Tyrese? I mean, he needs to get back to making hip hop. That's, what, that's really, what everyone yeah. said. That's his bread and butter. <laughs> Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Send the guys a movie idea. Tell your friends that you like the show. Follow us on social media. Then you'll be the best listener.